Welcome to Wonderfully Done, a wholesome show about sex, communication, and loving yourself. You're listening to Lauren. Who is a gorgeous, wonderful human. You're also listening to Vix, another gorgeous human. We are both cute little queers from Melbourne, Australia, who are a little bit passionate, excited, uh, joyful about talking everything, sex, relationships, dating, communication, how people come together. You know, people are one of life's greats and we are obsessed with figuring out all the little little nuggets and sweet bits of uh, how we do that. Today's topic is one that we're very excited about. We're going to be talking about Valentine's Day, all about our feelings about it. We've got some cool questions from people, you know, date ideas. we got uh, things like sh- if you have a partner who doesn't like celebrating it, like we-, we got some good juice for you. Trust me. Keep listening. And so in a standard Wonderfully Done episode, it's generally questions submitted by our listeners that are to do with curiosities, questions, anxieties, kinks, mysteries. And then we really share a bunch of our personal experiences, what we're curious about, what we're interested in. Sometimes we bring in uh, special folks for interviews and things like that. We really try and make this a a minimal shame kind of a zone. So we really appreciate that our listeners have given us a few questions about Valentine's Day, and it can be a little bit sensitive. And sometimes the topics that we explore can be a little bit more hard-hitting than that. It is important to know that Vix and I are not doctors, we are not sex therapists, we are not psychologists. This doesn't replace getting a professional assistance with certain things. We really just want you to have your sex posy pal relationship kind of experience here. We'd really like it to be a jumping off point, give you a little bit of inspiration, give you some curiosities and then toodle off to do your own uh, sort of investigating and research too. So this is what we call the baby-sode, where we focus on just one single topic, and uh, I'm really excited to be seasonally appropriate for once, Vix. So uh, let's get this show on the road. Hey, we did anal August. (laughs) (laughs) You're that classic holiday that everyone likes to observe. (laughs) You'll celebrate it, right? Don't worry, you've got another chance in 2021 Uh, or 2022. I don't know when you're listening to this. That's true. That's true. We are we are out of time. Time is a joke. We've all learned this. Uh, but but yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about something coming up on the 14th of February. So Vix. Yes. As as you might know, I can be a little bit of a history nerd sometimes. I really enjoy snuggling up with a little documentary, reading books about really niche periods in history and just bizarre little topics. So of course, when I was like, we're going to have a conversation about Valentine's, I wanted to sit down and be like, where did it come from? What does the name mean? Who was St. Valentine? You know, and so basically just got into my little Google foo about it. And so I thought I'd do a little bit of a, a little bit of a summary, if you could uh, lend me your ear. I would really like you to talk about this. My favorite bit about it is that I didn't have to do the learning and that I can just <laughs> learn it from your learning. So this really works pretty perfectly for me. So Lauren, please tell me all about the history of Valentine's Day. I am so curious. So as one might expect, it does have kind of horny origins. So the holiday has origins in the Roman festival of Lupercalia. I'm double checking that word, Lupercalia. And it was held in mid-February for all of history, which is interesting. So that hasn't moved. Lupercalia was observed in the city of Rome from the 13th to the 15th of 
February, to avert evil spirits and purify the city, releasing health and fertility. So it used to be a two-day thing, but it always included the 14th. So we've just like grabbed the 14th and like held on to that part of it. So Vix, I really don't speak Latin, but Lupercalia was also called Dies Februatus after the instruments of purification called Februa. And that's literally what gave February its name. So I know. So it involves the whole thing of like the name of the month, which I didn't even know. So this little horny festival was celebrated for the coming of spring and it included fertility rites. And some say that it involved the pairing of women with men by lottery. So random partnering sexy times, which is very kinky. Whoa, a uh, horny holiday alert. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Why have we lost all the fucking good juice of Valentine's? What are we doing, people? <laughs> Just get a fucking random ticket for a horny time. I think that sounds quite fun. And maybe that's a good date idea. Pretend that it was a random lottery or decide a random lottery with your hot friends and just, you know, go on a... Go on a sexy date or otherwise just from random allocation sounds quite experimental. Oh my god, Lauren, this sounds so hot. <laughs> wow! Oh, I know. your brain comes up with so many hot different things to do. <laughs> so that's a little idea for the listeners when we go into little uh, Valentine's ideas. And then, so of course, this was like a horny... Uh, a horny sort of sexy kinky time with the Romans. And so then later on, around the end of the 5th century, Pope Galasius replaced Lupercalia with St. Valentine's Day. And then it toned down a whole bunch and it was a bit less fucky. So it came to be celebrated as a day of romance from about the 14th century. So a bit less sexual, more the romancy side. And so Valentine's Day is celebrated on Sunday, February the 14th in 2021. So very convenient weekend timing for it this year. And St. Valentine is the patron saint of lovers, epileptics, and beekeepers. So wow. <laughs> random, a, random what a collection. Challenging, um, collection of things to like keep your eye on. Like just having the bees in the mix is just <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was just really tickled looking that up and I found many treats abounded in the history of Valentine's Day. So that's a little fun thing you can put in your pocket, everybody, when you go out for your Valentine's Day dates. Look, I, I feel so much more excited about Valentine's Day already. Like and I and I, I will I will admit, like, I mean, I'm a lover of all holidays. Any excuse to be extravagant and celebrate and indulge with uh people you love and adore is something that, you know, is right up my fucking alley. But I've definitely always had a little bit of a bee in my bonnet about uh Valentine's Day, wanting to get stung with love and sex and treats and care and you know, I, I love all the decorating. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about some of these things as we move on. But, um, you know, fuck yeah. <laughs> and we're having this whole baby-sewed conversation because Valentine's is one of those things that brings up divisiveness for people. Like, people love it, people hate it, people have anxiety about it, or people look forwards to it. And so we're kind of breaking it down with several different questions that we've had or conversations that we've had about different elements of, of Valentine's Day. So... Vix, let's get the first cab off the rank. Yes, and and thank you to the cuties on Twitter that gave us some material to begin discussions on. The first, uh, there are little baby questions, just to just so you know out the gate. The first one is, how do you figure out what to give people as gifts? I've had a few, fair few people ask me this question in the past. 
So I think this is a good question because I think the gift element is a big part of where some people get their anxiety from about doing it wrong or making a mistake with gifts or like doing too much or not doing enough. So what would your approach be to this kind of question, Vix? Yeah, I think the thing too is it's like the expectation part, right? Because I feel like Valentine's Day... I'm not going to answer your question at first. Um, Valentine's Day is a funny one, right? Because it's kind of like the traditional sort of way that it looks is that there'll be gifts of some kind, there'll be a date of some kind, and then it will end in some kind of like usually sexual touch kind of time. So it's kind of like three big zones to kind of like have to hit. And I feel like the gift giving seems to be especially stressful for people. And I know that we all feel quite different about gift giving. Like, I guess I find it a bit a bit easier because it's something that is a natural love language of mine. It's something that I love uh, being on the receiving and giving end for. When thinking about gift giving, I, I think there's there's a few different kind of ways to approach it off the top of my head. You know, asking the person directly what they might like. <laughs> Sometimes it's really hard because a lot of people will be like, no, don't get me anything. Or be like, I don't know, which is, is, is fine. You know, like training the people in your life to receive gifts gracefully. It's totally a thing and very hard work when you're just like, let me love you. So you might not always get something directly, but also, you know, you can just be keeping your little ears peeled, you know, for when they're talking about things that they're interested in or maybe sending you cool links of shit that they think is interesting. Like I do that all the time. I'm very annoying. I'm like, oh, look at this top. Oh, look at this handbag. Oh, I feel like, you know, I feel like I must be fairly easy to buy for because I'm just expressing interest in things all the time. But, you know, sometimes that isn't the case. So you could also ask people who know them well for leads. Like perhaps they've gotten them gifts before, you know, perhaps they just have a little bit more intimate knowledge in different little special areas of their special little interests. Like, are they very interested in beekeeping? And actually, is there some really fantastically magical uh, metallic gold beekeeping gloves that um, the person has had their eye on or would just be really impressive to all of their other beekeeping friends? I don't know. Like, it, things of interest are limitless. <laughs> like, another idea is uh, get your little stalky stalk on. But also, I don't like calling social media checking stalking because it's all public information. Remember that when you're choosing to post publicly about things. So we'll call it perusing their social media for clues. Much better and more honest about what it actually fucking is. Like, are they especially into posting pictures of coffees that they have? Eating lots of cheese with friends and having like small meetings for the places, uh, you know, in the world that can still meet together with friends physically at the moment you know do they love taking special selfies of themselves like with new little cute different accessories or or whenever they get a new top or maybe a new eyeshadow color you know do they share things that they cook in the kitchen like each one of those different areas that is a whole beautiful spider web of areas that you can sort of like have a little a little dig into 
there's sorry I've got so many ideas on this um you know thinking actually stepping back and asking you the question like how do you enjoy gifting like what is the style that you have like I know a lot of people who especially love giving experiences they're not super into physical things so let's say for your Valentine's Day setup it's actually a lot less about the gift and a lot more about doing something special together that day like maybe somebody that knew me well would know uh that I've been really wanting to try pottery and how lovely would that for someone to set that up for you and then you go and do that together also lovely you know like a great way to bond in relationships in general is to share experiences so if you know it's kind of like a big win-win yeah and there's other people out there who are crafty motherfuckers you know they like making things with them with their hands to make them feel good like Lauren Lauren's like that she loves doing little things that she makes by hand especially sort of like around Christmas time you know things like bath bombs and and hand poured candles and different things like that are you an artist do you draw pictures there's what skills do you have that you could share with the person of your love desire whatever to show them that you care about them and jumping in I would really say that the best gift experiences I've had is when that person and me kind of like come together so someone that's like this this person who's giving me this gift they really love cocktails and I really love drinking cocktails and they designed a cocktail recipe for me like that's so nice that was that really took time and thinking and it was a reflection of knowing me and it was a reflection of them and what they're into I would say the gifts that have fallen flat for me have been the things that are just an item that's like vaguely related but like doesn't fit in super well into my life or super well into my interests or when we've been on very different pages about is it extremely practical gift time or is it uh or is it extravagant gift time so if someone's like oh I've given you a voucher for getting your house cleaned I'd be like you think I'm a messy person fuck you (laughs) like and that can be a bad gift sometimes or it could be a great gift so I'd say if you're not sure about going for a super practical gift, probably go for something that they wouldn't buy themselves. That's just that extra bit special. So it's like it's a fancy house plant or it's an expensive candle that they probably wouldn't buy for themselves. And I think for something like Valentine's Day, maybe it's a little bit safer to go around that kind of route. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I think so too. Because that's the thing, right? No matter how you intend it, like a gift is also, it's another form of communication. And like, I really love what you said about, you know, a thing that expresses that they know you. And I think that's what people miss about gift giving so often is it it's so much less about the gift than an expression of, I know you, you were worth putting my time, thought and effort into. And then having, having, or I love, yeah, when it's like, hey, something that this person wouldn't allow themselves to have. And to just be like, well, we've just taken the difficult parts out because you have it now enjoy it please I adore you gosh I love how like I'm like blah 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 for ages and then you're like take these these beautiful nuggets of deliciousness oh you're so smart (laughs) (laughs) but you too and like I think both of us we really we really enjoy gift giving I think we really enjoy gift receiving and so it's one of those things where we've got lots of thoughts and opinions about it but some people are just super not into it and I do think it's an important thing to be on a similar page with your partner on like 
to just see if there's been any discomfort is one person, I think we had a previous episode where someone was talking about a partner kind of giving anxiety by quote unquote overdoing it. And so having a little bit of a chat, like hopefully it should just be a joyful, nice thing. But if you don't give lots of gifts in your daily life, uh, Valentine's might feel like the one time you have to give a gift to a romantic partner and you might be out of practice. So just practice, honestly. And I'd go for something more unusual, like flowers are very typical, chocolates are very typical. Those kinds of romantic gestures might be super juicy and exciting for the partner, or it might be something that they'd way prefer some handmade pickles. And it's all about getting to know the person. Or if you don't know the person that much yet, it's a good idea to give it a bit of a go and uh, see if they enjoyed it and to what degree. Yeah, definitely some of the, the classics, I would have those as secondary. Like if you really just want to go all out, right? Like, yes, your beautiful homemade pickles and then maybe there's some flowers waiting at home in a vase or you give them a rose at the restaurant or something like that, you know? They're sort of like like lovely accents. And I'm not saying that there aren't people out there who 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 desperately want the the traditional fantasy. But that's why it's a cool thing to check in about about what people like. And like this is another lovely opportunity to get to know somebody you adore a little bit better. And I feel like taking taking the pressure back off of like you've got to be like this fucking magician and magically figure out how to please them. Like I'm sure if you ask that they'll help you or at least you you'll get on the same page like totally. I feel like if someone communicates to me and they're like, I would love to get you something for us going out for Valentine's. I'd love to get you something. It would be so pleasurable for me. Could you give me a couple of ideas or some starting words or something like that? I'd be super happy. Whereas if someone's like, I'm going to get you something on Valentine's. So tell me what you want. Like <laughs> there's like two super different ways of approaching that. Oh and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no. One's not hot. <laughs> one is, yes. one is Guess which one please listeners. <laughs> yes. And there's probably people listening out here or maybe they've avoided it because they hate Valentine's, but people that are single at the time or have had hard, lonely Valentine's single experiences, you know, if you're one of our single Pringles out there, make it a day that you just super gift yourself stuff, like totally spoil yourself, make it kind of like forcibly make it a positive day for you, like make you help you forget about stuff, like get a massage, get a manicure buy yourself something nice or just do your low cost, no cost, nice, nice things for yourself because all of us don't do the love verb enough for ourselves. Yeah, no, ah, uh, 1000% agree. Like I feel like how I like to look at Valentine's is it's a day of pleasure. It's not necessarily where that pleasure comes from, just that it exists. And um, sometimes it's really nice to just sort of rely on yourself in that way of like I want to make me feel special because I deserve to feel special and good and pleasured. Choosing to do that and making progress on that kind of journey is also an amazing thing that you can choose to put your money and time into and Vix and I have just increasingly been focusing on that as well as loving outwards but just bringing some of that stuff back inwards and I think we're finding it has really good returns so we definitely invite you to do the same. Yes, no, uh, that is uh, our gentle Valentine's, Galentine's, Palentine's challenge to you. Uh, please do something nice for yourself this year. Take the opportunity. Uh, I just did have like one one last little like uh, suggestioni of something that I do as somebody who loves gift giving. Um, you know how we've had the, the old pandemic, you know, over the last <laughs> 12 months. Anyway, part of that was, you know, needed to send people more mail. 
Uh, so I made a spreadsheet uh, where I collected people's addresses and that sort of thing. But one of my columns on there is a column of things that people like, you know, whether that's things like, are they a sweet or a savory person? Uh, what kind of scents do they like? What gifts have pleased them in past, whether that's from me or others? Do they have a special interest? Like, are they a cat person or a plant person? And, you know, just kind of to like keep track of like, if there's ever a time where like, I'm like, I don't know what to get for this person. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. So for other nerds out there, if there, <laughs> if you note keep on little things, like, it could be a nice suggestion. I mean, to be honest with like my, you know, with my like inner circle, uh, dearest loves, like I actually take great pride in um, remembering little bits and bobbles <laughs> about people. But I realize that's not everybody's style. And so, you know, mad bias across this whole, whole topic for me, really. <laughs> she is good. Like, absolutely. Out there for the girls' gays and days. Vix's top tier gift giver friend remember your details kind of person and it always feels super nice and I would just say in summary gift giving is kind of a part of life and it's a really good skill to practice and so finding the kind of gifts you enjoy giving you know whether that's a craft that you want to practice or just a certain category like find out do you like giving experiences to do together do you like giving items do you like small things, big things, you know, and just invest a bit of time and thinking and feeling. Don't leave it to the last moment. Try and give yourself the time and energy. And it always just is about like acknowledging the person and expressing love instead of ticking a box. And there's no perfect gift, but there's just the kindness and the intention behind it. And just, you know, practice, practice makes, makes perfect. I mean, we just said that perfection isn't really an element in here, but you'll get more comfortable. You'll get more comfortable over time. And uh, when it, when it works well, it feels amazing. Yeah. I feel like honestly on that, I feel like perfect is, is comfort and where it's not going to give you hives thinking about having some to give somebody a gift. It's, this is something I've practiced. It's gone well before. It could go well again. And regardless, I'm excited to take this opportunity to share love. How gorgeous. I think that was a lovely summary, by the way, Lauren. Moi. <laughs> wow, thank you. <laughs> Lots of love in this episode. Everybody <laughs> snuggle up. The love train is continuing. Choo-choo. <laughs> Well, Vix, let's go on to another different element of Valentine's Day. So this is something that you and I have come across a hell of a lot of the time on the internet, on social media, people with their big time opinions on Valentine's. So please share the question with the audience. Our next question is how to navigate one person wanting to celebrate Valentine's while the other hates it. And hate, what a, what a strong, active word. But it's absolutely out there. Like every time there's Valentine's, I feel like I see someone just kind of like delighting in how much they hate Valentine's or bringing up how Valentine's is making them feel bad. I feel like a lot of the time these people are single or recently single and things like that. Uh, and there's a lot of cynicism or there's a lot of hurt that gets laden with Valentine's Day sometimes. I'd say first off, 
If someone loves loudly hating something, I've usually got a concern. Like I'm usually just not into that. That's just not a not a cool, fun thing for me. If someone's able to be like, I really don't like Valentine's. I've had some rough times, but if people love it, then they can love it. Instead of someone's like, Valentine's is the absolute worst and blah, 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 and be angry on the internet about it. I'm a lot more turned off by the latter than the former. Yeah, no, I agree. Like just that kind of like, angry hate <laughs> that uh, uh and it, you know the classic like this is a this is just a, a corporate holiday Blech. like that is the most classic one that I see you know from the great greedy cards companies and blah 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 and I'm just like who hurt you <laughs> what who, is the story there yeah uh, and I, I I just get so bored of that as um as a reason for hating something like especially so this scenario like you're you're with a person or you know romantically or otherwise and yeah you're you're at opposing ends of the scale like I just the first thing I just want to say is like why wouldn't you celebrate it for with someone if it's something that you don't fucking care about? And it's not special to you, but your special little fucking honey bun loves it. And it would make their fucking day for you to take an interest or to just make them feel good and go out of your way to do that. Like, I just, I find it really hard to understand why you wouldn't, you know? I'm not saying that it has to be this big fucking extravaganza, but maybe it's a fucking handwritten card with some nice, lovely fucking feelings in it. Or you don't make any plans that night and just spend some really nice quality time together. Like, I just feel like it frustrates me so much because the bar is so low to make somebody feel special. Now, of course, I'm assuming, like, I'm not sure if they're a Valentine's Day lover, perhaps they have expressed some large expectations that turn you off further. Sorry, I've just gone into full rant mode, so I'm going to throw to you, Lauren. <laughs> I totally hear you, though, because I think if if you love Valentine's Day, it can feel like why wouldn't you want to celebrate or compromise with me on it? Like if I was trying to date someone that's like, I hate Valentine's Day, I'd probably want to try and just listen, you know, and just be like, why do you hate Valentine's Day? And even if they go like, it's so commercial, it's so this, whatever, and I'd be like, you know, just try and listen fully to it and not try and just debate it point by point, but just be like, let's go deeper. Like, how does it make you feel? Does it make you feel undesirable? Did you have very lonely experiences? Like, let's try and tease out a little bit more about why you hate it and resent it so much that isn't just like logic, you know, Reddit logic or whatever here, but try and like non-judgmentally listen. And then if it's like, great, I feel like I can understand these parts of it that you don't like. We don't even need to call it Valentine's Day. But I'd just like some booked quality time and some designed loveliness with you. We don't need to call it Valentine's Day. You don't need to do any of those typical things. It's just some booked quality time. And, you know, if someone's like, I hate Valentine's Day because this is the one day people do stuff and then I feel forgotten the rest of the time. I think that's a valid feeling, you know. And so trying to spread it out more and say it's important that I feel like I get attention over time or I want a special fluffy date night once at least once a season, you know, if not once a month kind of thing. Like, all of that's fair enough too. But partners need to be able to compromise. And I think this is kind of a a safe zone 
to try and practice that compromise skill with a partner if you have sort of diametrically opposed opinions there and if both of you just can't compromise it might just be a really big difference in love language that's actually going to be pretty hard to navigate yeah because that's the thing right the the footholds of of this as a time of celebration are mirrored through a lot of different events through the year and it actually can be a very poor matching that can (laughs) lead to a lot of resentment and upset and not feeling heard or loved when some of us just you, you know we all have I think very different specific ways that we like to feel loved and you also shouldn't have to settle you know, being with people who aren't celebrators if you're a celebrator. And that's totally okay. It doesn't, I I think, you know, you could so easily be like, write these kinds of people off, you know, around, what's the, what's the word, you know, being too focused on material goods or spending money or things like that. I can't yeah. think of the, the fancy know, word for that. or conceited. Shallow. Or, yeah, that's yeah. that's the word. I feel like hmm. people often think things like Valentine's Day are shallow. Um, like even what you were talking about with like asking those deeper questions and really getting into the guts of like the feelings. Like that's, that's the thing. It's not really about Valentine's Day, right? It's uh, – yeah, here is a thing that's important to me. Can we compromise on it and and have a solution where I feel loved by you because that's often what the person wants. <laughs> Once you kind of like remove all the hearts and the red and the pink and the lace, <laughs> like people want to feel loved by others. Um I mean, at least that's how I feel as uh, someone who's um, obsessed with celebration. And if you don't like the traditions, just chuck them out. Like, as with anything else, like, you know, I'm a super huge queer beau. The the idea of the way Valentine's gets done in Hollywood movies does not fit with the way that my life ends up happening at all. And that's totally okay. And I've still had super mushy Valentines or years where I'm just like, whoops, we just totally missed it. But I didn't feel deprived because I do all sorts of super lovey stuff and I do have a a super like lovey affectionate partner that I live with. So I'm not super deprived in that kind of way, but we still put effort into doing the cool date times. And if you and your partner are butting heads on this, will they come together and agree that you love spending time together? You love helping each other feel loved. And how can you do that experience in a different way that removes the parts of Valentine's that that triggers them and are they taking responsibility for working on why they hate something because I think that's also something to work on <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of a lot of things like that in life right where yeah people are projecting their own you know internal loathing <laughs> on things and others uh, where yeah internal questioning is really important so if you hate Valentine's Day maybe Good to ever think about that and really dig dig a little bit further than some of the, the basic surface level reasons, you know? And I know some of them some of them can be a bit ugly, you know? I've I've had a lot of sad, lonely Valentine's Days. I've had lots of partners who would not compromise with me, others who learned to compromise with me. And it, it, you know, <laughs> honestly, like my last couple have actually been like 
terrible. Like I had like a breakup before the last one. Like I'm, I'm actually quite cursed on days of celebration, which is like quite funny for someone that loves this so much. I won't even get into some of the other ones. They're (laughs) not a little bit ugly, but you know, a hopeful, a hopeful little bean. And yeah, I guess some of my ugly stuff is like, yeah, it does. I do have to look at, um, things like how much I want to feel loved by others and how I want to feel seen and how I want to, I want people to express, you know, love or adoration for me. And, and sometimes when those things don't happen, it's very sad, but you know, as I get older and I learn more, it's also realizing that if you want those things with, with others, you can actually seek that out. (laughs) Or find people that align better with you. And that's that's okay. It might not seem like a big deal on paper, like doesn't like Valentine's Day, but like, yeah, there's lots of different signs out there, right? It might actually represent a whole bunch of differences that pop up in different ways, you know, and I think it depends on where that sort of feeling comes from. So I think, you know, we're really summarizing it as saying that both people are valid in different ways. The person that loves Valentine's Day, super valid. The person that really dislikes Valentine's Day, probably also super valid. But it's about finding compromise and being able to come together to find something that you're both happy with. And doing love together should be something that you really enjoy, like as a couple or as people that are dating. It's just about finding the right different shapes and working on navigating on that together. Hell yeah. Oh, this is a great episode. (laughs) And I really like this next question as well, because, you know, I think it goes into a lot of like the heteronormative patriarchy and all of those uh, good old, good old lefty, lefty concepts that we love to have a good old rant about too. So I'm looking forward to spicing it up with the next question. won't keep you waiting any longer like you you deserve the pleasure of this question immediately all right uh this next topic of conversation is why valentine's day shouldn't be the only day that you do romantic stuff with your partner yes so i think that there can definitely be resentment if valentine's is the only time that you show special love and attention to your partner i've definitely heard of and spoken to some friends that have said you know, Valentine's helps my boyfriend, usually a boyfriend helps them remember to do a a dating thing. And so I enjoy Valentine's, but then I feel deprived because I don't get that special attention the rest of the time. And I'm just like, this is just a huge area to work on. Like other two partners loving each other and meeting each other's needs and just really enjoying with the kind of momentum and the kinds of experiences that they both like. I think Things like this is actually a really common problem about do people love the tempo at which you are loving each other? Is this something that you feel that you've experienced, Vix, or you've had friends with these experiences? Yeah, I feel like more so sort of like in in this region, it's more like, experiencing people they won't do valentine's day and that is one of the with the reasoning of i hate valentine's day i don't want to do that but and they're like why does it have to be only one time of year but then those are the same people who aren't putting any loving active effort 
into having an active relationship with their partner the bloody rest of the time. You know, it's all well and good to say like, oh, this is so crappy because it creates this behavior. But if you're not even doing the other basic stuff, I, I'm sure like you, <laughs> uh, I've observed many different kinds of relationships across the course of my life. And I think it's not until the last few years where I think I've actually seen couples where I'm legitimately like, you like each other. <laughs> you, <laughs> like they're partners that like I want to be around. Um, they're partners that um, express their love in front of others. They're couples where you know what the love languages are because you can you can see them doing those things and they talk about the regular dates that they go on or nice things that the other one has done for them and I just uh, these have mostly been uh in I guess kind of a little bit like a queer relationships but I just see (laughs) in so many relationships it just feels like people are on autopilot you know just kind of getting through life or doing the grooves like sex is the script uh maybe you'll make a dinner every now and then but it just feels sometimes like actual romance I feel like you know the whole like honeymoon period's over so like everyone stops trying and it's kind of like but like you don't have to stop trying and I think people also often fall back on you know the classic like oh well it's supposed to be easy and it just happens and it just works but like romantic energy actually has to be stimulated to to happen like it doesn't just sit there magically on its own it happens through lots of different tiny little actions that we do whether that is just things like uh, gentle regular touch you know like as you pass a partner giving them a squeeze or 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 a stroke or or a kiss on the cheek or the forehead you know if physical contact is their thing it's doing things like you know taking out the rubbish because they fucking hate that job it's planning that date night once a month and sticking to that you know maybe the thing that you really enjoy doing together is you really love cocktails so you're trying to find special new cocktail bars to like take them to and like entice and excite them or even treating your sex life as something with a a bit more planned intention for exciting new different fresh experiences to share together like I feel like that's the sort of like crux of this stuff is I'm like how many people are out there are being really active in the sharing and creation of romance in their day-to-day relationships Yeah, and this is something that, you know, even I, like I'm not coming down from the mountain knowing perfectly like how to love someone because I've had conversations with partners where they have talked to me to say, I want to feel more loved by you. And what that looks like for me is more impulsive kissing or more saying of the thing. And like I've had partners say that and then that's been really good because I've been able to actively think about it and actively do it more and that's been really helpful. And sitting down to have the conversation, probably not a Valentine's Day conversation to have, but sitting down with a partner, you know, if if you do feel like maybe things, you know, it's feeling like that you only occasionally have these love activations, sitting down to have a conversation of you you know that I love you, but do you regularly feel loved by me? Like, do you feel like I'm regularly doing that verb? Because it is a verb. It's not just you achieve love together and then something really bad has to happen to wreck it. It can just be 
you've gotten super out of practice of doing the verb and like living under capitalism makes it really hard to have energy and spice for relationships anyway. And so trying to find joy with a partner of like, what is, what is this really easy, great way that you like loving each other? Is it giving each other massages? Is it making sure that you just, you definitely have one date night a week or one date night a fortnight, or there's a combination of spontaneous and planned. Cause I would say that I really like both. I really like when someone just gets me a gift just because, and then I also really like that they're looking forwards to my birthday or something like that as well. And I think a combination of that spontaneous and planned of like, it's date night and it's unplanned and I really want to go to this restaurant. So how about this? Or how about I pick the movie tonight and things and just work on it, but really sit down and say with the partner that you have, you might've achieved a love stage, but are you still feeling that actively loved feeling from them or it is really hard to hear that your partner maybe doesn't feel loved by you and maybe you need to sit with that and talk to them about it and it's the kind of thing to like talk to therapists about as well and often it's just about figuring out how your love languages can compute with each other well exactly like you know I've had common experiences um you know as I've got partners that are better at communicating where you know, I'm trying to love in all the languages, you know, but that's not really what they're interested in. They actually just want a lot in maybe one or two categories, you know. So it's actually just like creating more stress by trying to like aggressively love them from all angles where they're like, but this is all stuff I don't even care about. Like, and I feel like that's a funny thing, too, of like where you can get in the position where you feel like you're doing everything you can think of to try and show somebody that that how loved they are but yeah you've got to talk in people's languages right like so that they understand that and it is best to ask like something that I love to ask I because I love to know give me the cheat sheet on how to please you and make you feel wonderful like I (laughs) I would love it and when I know what it is I will just do it slash work on it these I and I think that's like maybe something that doesn't happen I I mean I you know I haven't spoken to every person out there but you know from (laughs) from what I I know of people like these check-ins are really important like creating base to really actively listen and try your very best to not you know judge the things that are said because that's like you're create like it's a very vulnerable thing I think to have to acknowledge and and be on the receiving end of hearing like yeah like that I'm not feeling loved right now especially if um you know you being the receiver of that feedback is like but but I'm I'm trying so hard like how can you not see it and it's just kind of like yeah that disconnect can be really painful but you know unless you get on top of it the the rift can really um really deepen and uh you know it can really head to unfixable territory there I think definitely and something that really split my brain wide open once I started talking to my male friends was asking them what is romantic to them and some of them had a really hard time separating what was romantic and what was sexual or like what was seductive And for them to understand them as different things that might be related and might not be related. And even the number of TikToks that are like boys saying boys would also like flowers. And the fact that that is still a new thing, you know, that cut flowers might actually not be locked to someone's gender identity is just, 
you know, people are still having those wake up calls about stuff, which I think is so fascinating. And so if you're if you're someone who's like, I'm a romantic and I'm in a relationship with someone who's not a romantic, maybe they're not a romantic or maybe they just haven't felt socially safe to enjoy romantic stuff because there's so many guys out there that have not felt okay to enjoy rom-coms or read romance novels or things that focus on the feelings and the lovey, squishy, fluffy type of stuff. And uh, yeah, understanding that Valentine's is not man do romantic thing for woman. Like we're so far past that. What do you mutually find romantic? Like if you're a woman who's like, my boyfriend should be more romantic to me. Do you understand what's romantic for him? Do you know how to stimulate those feelings in him? And another thing I would also add is like, you were probably both being quite romantic at the start of your relationship because you were establishing a romantic connection probably. And is there anything that you did at the start of your relationship that's kind of dropped off? Was it sexy texting? Was it sending hot photos? Was it dressing up really nicely for date nights? Like, could you take one of those things and like bring it back again? Because that can almost be as good as something totally fresh and different. Yeah, fuck. Oh, God. You're just so good. <laughs> I, I don't know whether I'm supposed to say stuff like that, like on the recorded episode or whatever, but like, fuck. Oh, I just love it. I love talking to you and listening to you so much. Also, I'm getting Vic- loved in real time because words of praise and affirmation are my love language and Vix is just... She is very talented at verb loving me. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is a really good example. And buy I love flowers. It and Vix gives it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to love you, babe. But yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> buy buy boys some flowers. Like I have been the first person to buy so many people their first flowers. And it is such a fucking delicious rush. I just love it and like I love honestly I love about flowers that it's a temporary like they only exist for pleasure to brighten up a space and be like someone fucking loves you when they're fucking you know I fucking you from wherever you put them you know in the room like I think that's really fun and honestly like hearing this like I feel like this is something that I wished before now I, I would like to do it from here on out is to ask that in a very specific way what people find romantic it's that because I think I get sucked in so often to being like um you know how do I make you feel loved but and which is a very important also but like the romantic flame also extremely you know yes love romance sex and you know we all have different things that we want but that you know they're often pretty foundational things to to a relationship with somebody Man, wow, what a great question to ask. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Ready to learn and do a good job because I also love doing a good job and being praised for doing a good job. (laughs) This is why we're good on projects together. (laughs) All righty. Well, I think we're having a beautiful, juicy time. Uh, Let's head on over into our last question of the day. This one is a little bit fun. It's a little bit suggestioni based, so get ready. I'm sure Lauren's going to have some tasty treats to share with us on this one. But uh, one of our lovely friends has asked about some date ideas that aren't going out for dinner and a drink. So it's really a smart question because something that some people dislike about Valentine's is that actually it just becomes 
couplerama. Like you just go out into the city and it's couples everywhere and restaurants are really booked up and, you know, even if you're not interested in Valentine's, it can be an annoying day to try and go out and get a drink because it's very, very busy. So I think it's good to have conversations. It can also just be good because the dinner and the drink can be a little bit formulaic and it can also be really expensive. So you could have many reasons for looking for alternatives here. And uh, one thing that I thought was fun is that since we've just learned about Valentine's Day really having these more pagan, unusual kind of roots and a connection with spring and things, and whether you're someone that relates to a concept of fertility on whatever kind of level, maybe just go and plant some literal seeds. Maybe just go garden together. Maybe just go do something that's a little bit pagan, like go for a nature walk, look at a flower, like a bit of fresh air and stuff. It's a really nice time of year in our hemisphere as well. So if the person doesn't hate the idea of nature, doing something outside or doing a bit of gardening sounds like a pretty good idea to me. It's really hard to not giggle and just be like, I want someone to plant their seed in me in the garden. <laughs> Please seed me up. <laughs> anyway. Or maybe you have a breeding kink and you want to just fully lean into that too. Like, obviously we're here for whatever you're into. Yeah, no, I've been really enjoying looking at these eggs and thinking more about them and being like, do I want to feel what that feels like? And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> A little like, bit of opposition, no problem. <laughs> I don't know everything that my pussy likes yet. Like, you just got to try some shit, right? Try something new, yeah. And, like, sitting down with a with a partner to be like, what is something a bit new? Or maybe you don't have, maybe you don't have just one partner. Maybe it's a fun time to organize group dates or it's a fun time to see several partners in a day or over a weekend or whatever else, you know, get a little bit unusual. I think that's when Valentine's is at its best is when it can be an excuse to have a fun little love activation. That's something a little bit unusual, not a typical day for you. Yeah, no, I love I love thinking about it like like a little little sneaky excuse. Like you could just ignore it, but you're not gonna because you're gonna take the opportunity to have more pleasure in your life. And if we're about anything at Wonderfully Done, on Wonderfully Done, uh, we are about having more pleasure and joy in your day to day life. I just feel like they are uh, undervalued things that, at least for people like Lauren and myself, make life so much better and what make, makes life worth living in my in my, for, for what makes me happy at least like <laughs> absolutely and if you are going to go and do the dinner and drink combo what my recommendation is for you you might be totally experienced in this and already know this life hack but it's don't wait until after dinner and drinks to have sex because if I've gone out for really fancy dinner, really fancy drinks. I'm often so just wanting to go to sleep, super fully indulged. Maybe I'm farting like crazy. I don't even know. Like I would, I would absolutely prefer someone being like, I'm going to go down on you and I'm going to take you out for hamburgers and ice cream. I'm like, that sounds amazing. Hot rather day. than <laughs> Yeah. Rather than being like dinner and drinks and then we'll go home and just see what happens. Cause I'm like, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to fart and pass out. Like it's just... That's just what's going to happen. So that is my suggestion to you is that if you want sex to be involved in your Valentine's Day and you're going to go and have a dinner and drink and stuff or do something and then maybe something will happen at the end of the night, try and bring it to the start of the day or just make it a whole foreplay day of like it doesn't have to be sexual contact all day, but like a full day of like cleaning each other and massaging each other and like feeding each other beautiful food, bringing back heaps of foreplay. Cause if you've been in a relationship for a long time, maybe your foreplay time is just, you're too good and too efficient. So like 
be like, we're going to do shit for two hours or four hours or something. Like, how great and juicy would that be? Oh, great. That's all I want. I'm like, I don't want no 20-minute session. I'm like, let's luxuriate in this forever slash four to six hours, whatever. Um, <laughs> still, still great. Still good. Yeah, honestly, I've made that mistake so many times and it's like, I'm fucking bloated. I don't want to fuck. Like, I will. But, like, it's going to be that, like, fucking because you're supposed to slash. I mean, I, I rarely say no. <laughs> um, Whereas I often do. <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh, the I lo- pool is closed. I love that for you. I, I, I feel like I'd still take uh, low-grade low <laughs> low <grade> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> low-grade fucking. <laughs> the junk food of sex. Oh, my God. I mean, it is, can... it is dangerous if you're farty because you're like, oh, God, like, do I, like... <laughs> You know, leave the... Oh, no, it's already happening. Do I, like, leave the room to, like, get a glass of water slash have a little toot in the kitchen and come back? <laughs> or do I just try and hold it in? Like, I've, I've definitely had a recent experience where, um, yep, no, as I came. And you're like, That's oh, That's always God. it. It's always as you oh, come. God. It's so bad. Oh, my God. You can't hold it in anymore. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, God. You, you could look at it like, wow, you're so powerful at making somebody come that they just say, whoa, they just, everything, everything is just erupting from their body. But um, I can't believe I've said this on the podcast. <laughs> if you don't say it, I'll say it because I've absolutely been there. And I think your relationship can be at a certain point where you're just like, okay, um, I'm probably going to fart during sex, whatever. We just like laugh it off when it happens. Or I, I'm still in the point of like, you know, I wouldn't pee with the door open or whatever. So I'm, I'm mysterious and alluring. So I'll try and like manage my fart situation kind of thing. But if I'm going to sleep over at someone's house, they have to know that as I fall asleep, I fart. That's just while, while I'm drifting off, I fart. And it is, a very uncute part. I sleep with a mouth guard and I fart as I go to sleep. <laughs> this is just the things about me. And, you know, if someone doesn't have the capacity for me to be a human animal like I am, then, you know, get the fuck out, really. It's funny because you say it's not cute, but it's not so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cute. It's, not, it's She's super just not cute. Tooting away, <laughs> numbing on her little mouth, mouth guard oh, at her, at her so little 10 30 bedtime. Just. <laughs> This is me. This is me, dear listeners. Like, if you ever thought that I sounded mysterious and alluring, unfortunately, the reality, the reality is quite like this. But doing a hard gear change back to being sexy again, if you do, (laughs) if you do want a sexy Valentine's Day, it doesn't have to be having sex with your partner. You could do something really cool, like you could get them OnlyFans subscriptions to people that they really like, or you could get some sexy art or some sexy fiction commissioned for them. I think those are really cool, super juicy things. Like maybe they've got a bizarre fetish for, I don't know, cheerleaders or something, and you're not into that, but you're going to get a cool erotic artist to to like do some cool art of it. Like that sounds great. Like one gift that I was given by, by like a beautiful lover of mine was like the most amazing sketchbook of erotic art that they're just like, I was just in a sexy mood and I just did erotic art and I know you love ladies kissing. So a lot of these are ladies up in each other's business. And it was like one of the best gifts ever, like super cool. And it was a sexual and sensual gift without involving me sexually. So I recommend that too. Ah, good gift. Good, great gift. Good, great gift. gift. 
Yeah, and, and yeah, because as like Lauren was mentioning earlier, you know, it can vary whether it's a long-term partner or a short-term partner, like maybe you know less about each other or you're still trying stuff on, which is why, you know, doing like activities can be really fun, you know, honestly, either for long-term or or short-term because short-term, um, you know, still, still greasing the wheels of attraction and figuring out, do I want to be with this person in a bigger capacity than this once-a-week date that we have? You know, can be a, a temptuous time. It's hard to know. So doing activities and seeing how people... Because that's a great thing about activities, right? And also a thing about Valentine's in general is I feel like Valentine's Day often gets fucked up because there's so much pressure for perfection. But the thing about life is as good as we plan, like sometimes things just turn to shit and it's actually more about how do you handle when things turn to shit like maybe you did go to the pottery class and actually the maybe the teacher was really mean or maybe the 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 clay just didn't agree with you and actually you tried to look hot on the day and wore something that you really liked and got the fucking clay on it and got really upset how does your compadre deal with that how do you deal with it like do do you mesh under like gentle kinds of different pressure I just feel like activities are just so interesting for um bringing out yeah uh different things in people and seeing how people like uh yeah respond like what do you think uh more good activities would be Lauren I think I want to give a special shout out to the people out there that are still in super lockdown and maybe they're not in the same city as their partner or they can't go and do something in person with their partner. We are really feeling for you. That is an extremely hard position to be in. In terms of things that I think are cute and fun, something that I heard a friend did was super cute that they're separated from a partner who's overseas. Both of them did a walking tour of the cities that they live in. And then they sat down and talked to each other about what they learned on the walking tour. And like, that's a nerdy, cute, sweet thing that I'm like, that's so nice because it's a good excuse because there'll be plenty of things about Melbourne City that I don't know jack shit about and I would find it super cute. And I love people like telling me about something that they learned. So I think that's a cute little idea. I think that's fucking adorable. God, mine are just all boring things. I mean, I feel like I'm like half stealing one of yours, but it's because I really like it. And it is, yeah, that non-sexual touch, which is like spa day. Why don't people realize that this is a really cool thing to do? You can either like collect supplies if you're not into hand making shit. You know, that's that's a little bit what more what I'm all about. I'm like, right. Uh, how do we we need something for the faces? We need something for the feetsies. We need something for the bod bod, you know, and uh <laughs> Get your different categories and collect your things and maybe some other like central treaties, like maybe some 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 strobs, dip them in some choco, I don't know, whatever the fuck you like. And um or if you're the sort of person that you want to make some like fresh uh handmade mask, get a get mash that avocado and stir in some of the other shit that's good for your skin. And imagine having somebody prepare a bunch of stuff like that for you and then just be like um, you know, I just want you to relax and I'm going to apply, uh, the, these are the different, um, services that we have available today. Um, and then take them through that and just have like some special pleasure time where you just give the other person heaps of attention. Like, or maybe you, you, you both have a turn. Like, I don't know. I don't know what your dynamic is like, but that could be really cute and fun. Absolutely. I think one, one year, 
I took like a male partner to get a manicure. Like just get a manicure. Like it's a purely it's a purely extravagant thing for them, but it was like a nice little experience and it was like, hey, it's an excuse. Like we'll go do this nice thing. And uh, and they super liked it and it was encouraging them to like love themselves. Like that's also a super valid thing. It's not just about like giving it to each other, but just feeling loved in yourself and you can sort of you can bring that up in many, many different ways. And you can also do that distance if you are distanced, you know, like make your peach bellinis and a nice, you know, a nice relaxing thing. Do some meditation or some mindfulness together. Like there's all kinds of different things that you could do. Or like, can you do synchronized rom-com movies? Because especially in this day and age, there's a lot of rom-com movies that aren't actually awful. Uh, I would recommend The Big Sick if you haven't seen it. That's a really, really sweet, lovely romantic comedy that super got me in my feelings and was a lot more modern with its politics than a lot of other stuff out there. Yeah, no, I literally watched that at your house on a sad day I was having, like, by myself. Like, as you know, where, where I go when I'm very sad. <laughs> and, and just, oh, my God. Yeah, that really, it's very beautiful, uh, you know, be forewarned. It's also a little bit of a hard watch, too. But just because things are hard doesn't mean that they're not worth doing. And love is complicated and you should respect it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we pretty much hear about. Like, get creative, have fun, be a bit funny, and, you know, chat with your partner. Like, chat with your partner to cultivate and practice different ideas. And if your partner's like, I really want to do a dinner and drink for Valentine's Day, and you've got cool other ideas, it doesn't mean put it in your pocket. It means just, like, book that for other times. Like, just do some just because kind of stuff. And if you've been in a relationship for a long time, sometimes you can forget that. I've definitely been that person. I've forgotten that. And then it's like a cool, awesome delight when it's like, hey, let's just go and do a cooking class together. You know, things like that, that are beautiful, juicy, fun, friend time together. So get out there and have fun. And if the listeners out there, if you have beautiful ideas, things that you've got planned for Valentine's that you're really excited about or an amazing Valentine's that you go on, like we want to hear about them. Oh my god, please share your sweetie love juice with us. Oh my god. <laughs> you, know you know what we mean by that, listeners. Don't right. cross any boundaries. You uh, <laughs> I'm so good with words. I mean, like, you know, when anyone describes, you know, oh god, yep, cool, cool, cool. Uh, I, I just, you actually missed one of your list that I thought was really cute, which was the body painting drawing one. So I would like you to talk about that one because you put it on the list. So <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I had that on the list. For me, something that is super pleasurable and I think lots of people find super pleasurable is just like loving touch that's sensual, but it can be, be platonic or whatever. It's just about enjoyably touching each other. And I think a lot of people miss out on just enjoyably touching that's even not a part of sex. This could be a foreplay thing if you super wanted it to be. But really nice things that I've done, even with people that I'm super platonic with, have been things like getting face paint or body paint and just spending time playing nice music and then just painting patterns on them or just drawing on them with pen or just slowly braiding all of their hair like there can be these interesting creative little things that actually feel super amazing i am in no way an artist i will not make the person look like a beautiful art but the sensation can feel really nice and really interesting so exchanging just some interesting relaxed touch like that could be a really cool nice little sensually activated kind of activity yeah, no, lovely. Oh my God, you've really done the heavy lifting for this question. 
I think I just, uh, I just find that sort of thing very interesting. And like, I'm not always the person that comes up with the best date idea when I'm dating someone, but when I'm like trying to think about things or answering a question on it, or if people ask me advice and stuff like that, I feel like I, I can, I can come up with some fun, nice things, but that's only because people have like shared with me or because I like read a lot of super trashy erotic or romantic fiction where this kind of stuff gets explored a lot <laughs> you know what we should do i was gonna be like man we should start a google doc and just like create a giant running list of like amazing date ideas like that would be really fun but we could also totally do that and put it on our website and have it as a resource of like here is just like uh, you know and like split it up between you know high cost low cost lots of time little time maybe, and just, like, have that as, like, a cute little archive. Because, honestly, I want to fucking, um, you know, squeeze some more of this goodness out of you, to be quite frank, so that I can spend more uh, gorgeous, uh, romantic time with people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be super happy to do that. And, listeners, if you're hearing that and you're like, I wish I had this resource, I want this, especially if you're someone that feels maybe a bit out of practice with being romantic, like, let us know and we can prioritize that as a resource that we can put together. Yes, let us know your thoughts and feelings, please. Yeah. Well, that was actually uh, our last uh, question on Valentonionis. <laughs> um, I will use that word forevermore now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it should be its new official name. <laughs> I think like that's just a really respectful new <laughs> new tradition to add to the mix. But uh, I guess we, we are having um, an extra different section, uh, which is talking about our own Valentine's Day plans. Oh, oh, how nice. How romantic. <laughs> how very convenient that the two of us would include that section in this show. Mm, how convenient. Lauren, what are you doing for Valentine's Day this year? Well, dear listeners, we talked about, you know, queering it up, chucking out the script, forgetting about heteronormativity, forgetting about societal expectations, and Vix and I are going to go out for a gorgeous Valentine's. We are just going to spoil each other for a day and have a gorgeous little time, um, you know, as two women that love each other, love each other passionately, you know, and in a, in a platonic sense, but... We're going to go out and um, riotously love ourselves, love each other. And we might do things like we might do a bit of a spa day. I definitely suggested that maybe a high tea could be super fun. Vix is an amazing researcher when you're like, I have an idea. And Vix is like, and like finds all these amazing options and found one that's got gin matching options, which I think sounds pretty good. I am going to predict that we are going to get really nicely tipsy, eat delicious things and just feel fabulous. I'm feeling very good about it. I do I do love a little bit of research. Uh, yeah, just thought I'd do Valentine's Day a little bit different this year and take a little bit more pressure off. Sort of like, as we talked earlier about celebration, it's also sometimes hard being a celebration lover, especially, especially there's, it's not so much the case now, but there's been times in my life where I've I felt like a little bit of an odd duck out. So, you know, I, I guess I thought ahead of time this year. I'm like, man, what would make me really happy and who could I spend time with that I think would both really enjoy spending pleasurable time together and who I really love and adore. So like obviously brrr, top of the list Lauren and uh, she very graciously was like hell yeah let's do something. So I actually feel really like this beautiful sense of calm and happiness around Valentine's Day because I'm like already locked in 
a fucking amazing Valentine uh, to have a good time with. And so we're just going to enjoy ourselves and probably then like mush about it on another episode. Lucky you, you get to hear all about it. <laughs> Hell yeah. And listeners, this is your license to take it and run with it. If you're like, I, I feel nervous about my Valentine's or I'm seeing someone who's not really into it or it's too early. I don't want to have, you know, have a Valentine's thing with them or, you know, I'm a bit of a single Pringle. Just do what we're doing. Just find someone that you love spending time with and you love loving and you feel super comfortable and excited to just go out and do lovey things together and just go and have fun. You know, have a photo shoot with it. Feel gorgeous. You know, this is one of those classic episodes where we're like, well, we'll just talk about Valentine's Day for 30 minutes. It hasn't worked out that way. But honestly, I think this is a really robust topic, uh, a lot more robust than perhaps the, the shallow opinion that I feel like many people might have of it out there. So I think we are, we're actually going to leave it there, which I'm sure, no, I'm not even going to say, uh, I bet you were hoping this episode would end. Would end. Clearly, if you're still listening this far, you've, you've been having a, a good-ish time pleasurable nice i hope so that'd be cool but i'm gonna ask you all for a sweet little favor from lauren and i are you enjoying listening to the show if so something that would be incredibly helpful to us is if you have a friend maybe multiple friends who you really think might enjoy our show please share it with them perhaps that's through a facebook post talking a little bit about why you like the show maybe it's telling a friend in person maybe it's some dms whatever you know your chosen ways of recommending things to pals is it would just make a really a really big difference and really help us to reach more amazing people like you who might enjoy this project of a uh, great labor and love that we are creating for you all it's a cool way of showing that you're sex posy, you know, like send it to a friend, send it to a crush, you being into the show and sending it to someone who else might be into the show is the perfect way to help us grow. So we couldn't ask for anything better. And that, that was a case. That was a case as a, as, a, as a token of my gratitude for the friend that you're going to tell and they're going to listen and it's going to be cool and it's going to be great. But... I'm going to wrap that one up and I'll do the final little amble. Do you have any questions? Do you have any topics? You know, we've been, we freewheeled in our first season, our second season. We used, uh, you know, more topics of things that you said you were interested in from season one. But are there still things we're not talking about that you would love to hear about? Because I'll tell you now, we bloody want to talk about them. So if you'd like to share those with us, there are a couple of ways you can do that. You can slide into our DMs with those questions at Done Wonderfully on Twitter. Or if you are a little secret squirrel, you can slip us an anonymous message on our Curious Cat at curiouscat.qa slash wonderfullydone. Wonderfully Done can be downloaded wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hey... You're doing wonderfully.